big show Monday on FC Live. Rady, uh, Rady Velez, Matt Quattraro, nailed it. Royals manager joining us. And then maybe Evan Grant later on the Texas Rangers. It's Kratzy. It's AJ. I have a possibly. Is it a definitive or is it a possibly? I think there's a flight situation that we're monitoring. Oh. I don't know. Stay tuned. Okay. Keep listening. I need to talk to him. About what? He voted for me for the Hall of Fame, so I got to thank him. Oh, have you ever done it? Have I talked to him? Have you ever thanked him? No. Wow, okay. I haven't seen him. This is breaking news. I did not realize that. I got to thank him. (laughs) I got to say thank you. Jonesy, when are you eligible? Um, Three more years, I believe. Three or four? Four. Did you play last year? I I I didn't play in 22. I played in 21. But I was in Japan, so does that count? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. I no. I right? don't think anyone's Crazy. ever done that before. Really? Um, I'm pretty sure Andrew, jo- Andrew Jones ended his ended in Japan. Yeah. Oh, did he? So if you yeah. if you're playing professionally and you're in Japan, I'm assuming yes. it doesn't count. It's once you're out it, of the bigs. No. I would think. Yeah. It, no, it's one you once you're out of affiliated baseball. Yeah. You oh, get, you I'm pretty sure paid. it all counts. So yeah, what happens if I go to play? What happens if I go back and play? We've talked re-up. about this. You can get a second shot at it? <laughs> Do it. Yes. I'm serious. Like, what happens if I was what? like, I woke up tomorrow, I was like, I want to make a comeback. And what? some team was dumb enough to sign me, and I played again. Does this guy get a five-year you in the face. Game? Yeah. What happens if he goes back and he hits 600 homers, too? Like, let's just play the hypotheticals game. We could do anything. You will be, you will be tested a lot. Then I would test you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Test away, boys. Test away. <laughs> How'd you do at your uh, celebrity golf smashing? Test away, test away. We're going to we're, we're talking about baseball. We're not talking. About <laughs> the only question I have is, <laughs> give me because no, I so, played absolutely you, terrible. Okay, give me something then. Forget that. Forget the performance. Give me something. You ran into someone. You got something good. Give me something. There's a million uh, celebrities. There's there. a million people there. Um, like there's, was there a some dinner? good swag? Was there a Did you get some good swag? Good swag. They always give you a Theragun. They always give you a backpack. They always give you a duffel bag. They give you about 50 shirts. Uh, new three, new five wood, new putter. Could have used all of them. Um, didn't. Should have maybe because it was terrible. They should have given you some mulligans. Yeah, they needed that. Uh, I don't know. We didn't really do dinner. I mean, dinners with like Wakefield, Millar. Uh, nothing interesting John there. Lester, oh, those guys are boring. Yeah, no, nothing? they're not. Yeah, they're boring. Is I mean, nothing I can say on the show. Uh, not one thing. Did well, you tell Lester Ian Happ stole his money? For I years? did, and he said he was right. He Good. goes because I was the idiot for not getting stroke. So yes, he, Lester. I did bring that up to Lester. Uh, Wakefield, you know, is Wake talking about his life. You know, Derek Lowe is awesome to play with, and he gets really loud when he plays. And sometimes he annoys the crap out of the pros, which is great. Like I a tennis player. And, no, he just starts yelling and walking around because he just doesn't have feel for any – maybe or maybe not, he might be having a cocktail on the golf course, which is fine because we're loud. Why wouldn't you? No, I'm saying, but he yeah. did. And sometimes he gets a little bit loud, and it's kind of funny to watch the pros because they're used to don't move, don't do not do this, and he's, hey, hey, everybody get loud. Everybody, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing – First, they were playing with Lee Jansen and Joe Durant, right? Two tour guys that have done it all. And Derek, we get about 12th hole, and Derek just walks right in Jansen's line for a birdie. And Jansen's like, hey, Derek, uh, don't worry about my line. And Derek's like, hey, guys, let's get loud. Let's, let's start. You're like talking to the crowd? Yes. Like, hey, come on, come on. <laughs> has no, it's just oblivious. But it's fine. I mean, it's Derek. You just laugh. He doesn't mean, he doesn't mean anything by it. But it's, it's Derek. Uh, Trying to think about the batch. Wells Adams had a nice chat with him about the bachelor. Uh, he's married to Sarah Highland, so we had a nice chat. Um, trying to think what else happened. That was really it. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, 
DeRosa was, you know, everyone's talking about the Scherzer stuff and the sticky stuff. And Lester said, yeah, I can, I can make rosin and alcohol and I can stick it on my hand and it'll never fall off. So, I mean, that was enlightening, which we all know. Um, so they all think it was bullshit. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Pretty universal. Yeah. I mean, listen, those, those older guys were talking about, you know, they had pine tar and stuff, mm -hmm. which, and then the hitters were saying, yeah, we were fine with it because we couldn't quantify it. I mean, Jonesy, you didn't care. Crouch, you didn't care if a guy had a little sticky something and you didn't know. But now that we can quantify <laughs> spin rate, it changed everything. There's a line though, isn't there? Jonesy, is there for you? Because we didn't really get into it too much with you. Is there a line for you where if they have spider tack and the baseball is sticking to their hand and it's basically manipulating the baseball so much that it's spinning at a ridiculous rate, it would bother you? I mean, just don't look like Mike Pineda and have just a glob of <laughs> shit right on the side of your neck. Hey, I was like, there for that game. Take it easy. <laughs> like, bro, uh, black as ace of spades, that's glistening on you. Relax. Like, we can we can see that. Um, look, it, we got a grip. They got a grip. Uh, what's the fair advantage? I'm going to swing at it anyway. If you hang it, it's going to get banged. So if you put the ball in the right spot, it doesn't matter what you got on your hand. And, again, like they talk about Garrett Cole being like the leader of it, all this stuff. Garrett Cole's dominating if he got uh, anything on his hands. I mean, the 98 plays with location. So, you know, I, I, I'd rather you have a grip than you not have a grip, honestly. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. And I think and I think the whole Garrett Cole, like Manoa coming out saying that he was like, he's the ring, he's the, well, I don't know exactly his quote, like he's the biggest cheater of them all. Like, whoa, like easy. I'm not saying that Cole wasn't doing it, but there was a lot of other things that changed from when Garrett was in Pittsburgh being told, throw all sinkers, and sometimes it runs, I get it, to going to Houston and being able to backspin the ball with a little bit of extra help. I get it, but everybody else was doing the same thing. Like, let's pump the brakes on that, Manoa. Have you ever have you ever personally seen spider tech? Yes. Have you ever have you ever tried, you, you reach it and it's like comes in like a tube, right? Or a big, like, I don't know, can, you know. It's like if a dip can. Yeah, if you stick your fingers in it yeah. and you, you, it's like the melted cheese on a pizza that's like, <laughs> you like can't get it out. It's like Gorilla Glue, right? Like, But instantly, like Gorilla Glue takes a minute to dry. Yeah. This is instantaneously just. Yeah. <laughs> and like it the does, Bugs but Bunny it where you pull the glove out and it's the bubble gum. It's like that. You just go. <laughs> It doesn't move either. So like no. the guys the guys I played with would put it in the crease of their glove, in the palm of their glove, not actually in the palm, but here in the crease, and it wouldn't go anywhere. Now, if you touched it, it was like the scene from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like, you know, he's touching her hair and he's stuck and he's like, the piece of paper's like, everything's stuck to you as soon as you get it on your, as soon as you get it on your hand, but it is perfect, and it is super sticky. There's no doubt it's super sticky, but it's not alcohol and rosin sticky. Tacky, tacky. Tacky, tacky. Tacky, tacky, yes. The it's, famous it's Scott tacky, tacky, phrase. tacky. That is. That's triple tacky. Yeah. I so, agree. You know, you know what? Who, who I got to watch, I'm, I've always been around him, and I don't know if Kratz and Jones you've ever seen. Have you ever met Brian Erlacher in person? I have not. No. I saw your picture. Yeah, well, because a guy wrote on there, the, this is the greatest linebacker of all time, and I happened to be sitting next to Brian Erlacher at the time, so I sent a picture and said we disagree because he's like, hell no, I ain't the greatest of all time, which is funny. <laughs> he's the biggest human being 
I swear, Demarcus Ware was there, and he wears the tightest pants, and he's just jacked. And I was like, oh, Demarcus, you've been working out. And he started laughing, and then he picked me up and threw me away like a rag doll. <laughs> but I think Erlacher, if you put him and Erlacher together, they're the two biggest human beings. And I'm talking, like, not like just, like, kind of cut big monsters. Yes. I mean, monster dudes. And you put pads on them and a helmet, I would not want to run into those dudes. Brian Erlacher is still very much in shape. I've heard. You How's his hair game going, though? It's so strong. Got a lot of hair, right? He's around Chicago. Ian Happ. We should have talked about it with him. Ian Next Happ's time. another guy. What, the oh. hair? Hair implants. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's Really? Uh, You're going to break that out days no, after the interview? There's, there's billboards. No, I know. We should have I, asked I him about that. About I, I don't follow those things. I rely on you for that stuff. I didn't even think about it at the time. <laughs> uh, Jonesy, like LeBron James, you got your Lakers shirt on. He's got hair implants. We all know it. I don't know what he got. Well, he went from bald uh, people, to hair. People, people make people making too many memes about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't go, you don't go from bald to hair without something happening. My thing is, yeah. who cares? Like, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Hey, hey if, if you want to, if you want to do your appearance, whatever you want to do for your appearance, I mean, there's a BBL uh, epidemic going on. Uh, men, go take care of yourself, man. If you want to get handsome, you want to, you know, man. I, I seen some dude uh, article about some dude going through an excruciatingly painful five inch height mm. uh surgery so yeah they, like broke his femurs or his tibias oh. and increased exactly like like that that's extreme but like if you know if you don't like your nose if you know if you if you don't like your throat i don't know you want don't do this man please and don't do them biceps ones or triceps go work out do some push-ups that's that that can come naturally eat some beef but uh, hey man if you want to look good hey Everybody's doing it. Take care of yourself first and foremost. Joe Buck almost lost his voice from that. Remember we, that? Uh, he wrote about it in his book. Yeah. Grazie, maybe you can get some back hair and put it on top of your head and you can have hair again. I don't have much back hair either. Yeah. So, but if we're getting if we're getting the sponsorship, boys, like, I mean, I know our sales <laughs> department is working. Like, I'll come on here. I'll be a, if I get hair, if I had hair like Erlacher now, I would be a jerk. I mean, this is the only <laughs> thing that keeps me humble. You know what's funny about Erlacher though is because for all the years, he was bald like Kratz. And now you see him and he has hair. It just, I don't know. It's not, not that I, I would never say this to his face because he's 3,000 miles away now. But I kind of looked more intimidating without the hair. Of course. <laughs> bald head football player? Yeah, 6'5", 260 with a neck this big. Like, and because yeah. his oh. head is a muscle, you know? His head, his head looks jacked yes. when he was bald. So that's gone. But AJ... Yeah. AJ, yes. my question is, when you're hobnobbing with all your name drop team friends there that you have, do you still name drop? Or is it just like you're just in it? You're in the dropping of the names. Or no, is I just there listen somebody to Malar. worse than you? I, li- I listen to Malar name drop. Oh, okay. Oh. I, I listen to Malar name drop. He's, he's, probably he's the, the king. He's the greatest of all time at it. Agreed. Hey, you got to come down to Austin Country Club and play with me. We got... Lance Armstrong, and we got, I don't know, yada, yada, yada. Country music, insert country music. Anybody, yeah. Yes. Insert one regular person, one time. Yes. Clemens does it, too. Clemens does it, too, a lot. Name drop? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Clemens does it a lot. He can name drop himself. True. Who the hell does Clemens need to name drop? Well, I don't know. I'll say this. Roger Clemens is massive. Yes. Still. And we were playing, and he had a pink shirt on, similar to, like, what Scotty's was. And we were the next hole over, and they're like, who is that? And I'm like, it's Clemens. They're like, how can you tell? And I'm like, because I can tell by his quad X shirt that he has on. It's <laughs> bright pink, like Scott's colors. 
And he used an orange and yellow ball. So his ball matched kind of his shirt. So his ball was half orange and half yellow. He's trying to stand out. He's been promoting himself, marketing himself a lot more lately. He did one of the ESPN yes. games. He's all over Twitter now. He's just, he's reemerged. So. so I didn't like him when I played against him, but actually he's not bad. When you, he's actually really funny when you talk to him. I've heard good things. Minus the name dropping. We will bring him on at some point. That's okay. a promise. Yeah, we can get him on. All right, I have a ton to get to from the weekend, but that was that was a good, healthy combo, especially the hair stuff. I didn't think we're going there on a Monday. but Well, you have the best hair are. on TV, so. It's real for now. Until we, yeah. I, I would fake Do it, though, that? if Do I needed to. If I start. Yeah, yank it. <laughs> <laughs> when Kratzy has his hair sponsorship deal, we can do that as part of it. Yank mine out. All right, let's uh, run a giveaway, our first ever on Foul Territory. We've been asked for a while. They're like, no giveaways yet? No, here we go. With our buddies, our friends at BetMGM, we are giving away, not one, not two, not three, not four, five $100 bonus bets to five different participants, and there are three easy steps on how to pull it off. Follow us at Foul Territory TV on Twitter and at BetMGM's Twitter. Reply to the tweet about the giveaway with screenshots showing you followed both accounts and winners are selected randomly on Tuesday, that's tomorrow, to get 100 bucks in bonus bets. Very simple. It's just free money to use on the app. Have a great time with it. Tweet's going up now. We'll talk more about it and announce the winners live on the show. That's what we do here. We only have about 10 minutes until... Our first guest joins us, Rowdy Telez. You know he's going to be on time. He's a champ. So let's charge the mound, shall we? And start with Eric Kratz's Pittsburgh Pirates absolutely tearing through Major League Baseball, shocking the world. Dugout report with a great graphic there. They win their MLB best seventh straight, National League best 16-7 and record. They are all alone by themselves in first place, looking around like we own the NL Central. 23 whole games into the season. Enjoy it while it lasts. Can we <laughs> celebrate those last? men. Celebrate <laughs> the small accomplishments in life. There is a golf clap though, because it's 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 not going to last long. It's not even May yet. Yeah, it's oh, not going to last long. So like rip, like a rip, finger rip, or two. Do we really? Think, I mean, let's, I'm happy for no Jared chance. Shelton, but no does chance. anyone think it's going to last? Zero chance. Crats? No. It's not going to last because the Pirates are going to trade Brian Reynolds because that $106 million deal that he agreed to with a fourth-year opt-out is now $150 million with a third-year opt-out <laughs> and full no trade. Like, there's just there's too much there's too much that's gone right for them. What I do love is Shelt got a extension during this time. I do love that I'm not going to bury it because they're going to do it later, that they called up Maggie earlier. I do love that Kutch is bringing some extra swag. And I think the young guys that are there that are going to be the pieces, I'm not saying everybody's going to be the pieces that's there, that's a young guy, they're learning how to win, which is really important. And it shows in a city like Pittsburgh that the fans will come out. So I do love all that, but no, they're not. I don't even have them finishing above 500 still. And the best um, predictor of game results on this panel is the man wearing the Lakers shirt. So how do you think the Pirates <laughs> are going to finish out, Jonesy? I mean, we're so used to the, the reverse record of 7-16 and 16 so much that <laughs> we're not even giving them credit a little bit. Um, the Cubs are better this year. 
the Reds might be might be still in wins. I just think that, and I hope that I should say, it's more competitive this year where you don't have eight teams with a hundred losses. You know, you have you know to win a division. I was saying maybe to win the to win the East, it might take you know ninety five wins. That that's making everybody more competitive. I think just hopefully this year. It's more competitive. Now, do I have them winning the Central? No. Um, but hopefully they can be more competitive in, like they were in 13, 14, and 15, where they are causing some noise and causing some ruckus and stealing wins from other teams. And hopefully that Central boils down to how it's been the last few years where, you know, we wait to the last week because you got to give them some credit, man. They're playing good. They're playing hard. They're playing novicely. Like, you know, they got a lot of guys who we don't know yet. Again, you see – these guys second series and you just throw them these bastard sliders and you like, you know, you haven't heard these guys, but just give them a little bit of credit so far. You know what I mean? Just give them a little bit of love. We clap for them. Yeah. That was, you that lost, was a golf clap. Jonesy, you lost me when you said the Reds were going to win some games. I mean, you lost. I said that was some. When I, that was when I, I was like, yeah, some. I mean, everyone's going to win some games. Everyone's going to win some <laughs> games. never 0-162 in baseball. I mean, baseball. even the A's right, are 4-18. and 18. They're won some games. Yeah, the Reds are. I mean, yeah, but I got, I got, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Listen, congratulations, bad, congratulations to Derek Sheldon. He's awesome. He's a great guy. I've been around him a lot. A lot. He's a awesome dude. Good extension, right? Good extension. Good yeah. for him. Happy for him. Happy for Pittsburgh fans because they are packing it out in PNC. They're they're coming out. They got off to the start. If you watch the games at home when they play at home, it's packed. And there's nice. no better call. Fire the cannonball when a guy hits a home run. Or when they win, raise the Jolly Roger. Like, it's awesome in Pittsburgh. The problem is they haven't done it enough in the last 10 years. So, good for you, Pittsburgh. Keep it going if you can, but congrats, Sheltie, on your extension. Well, here, I'll drop it. Owner cares more about money than winning. It's true. But if it's he wins, true. he might get more money. That's my that's point. That's the problem. That's, that's the point. If you actually do win and have a consistent winning product, you will make money. It's okay. See the Padres. See you need Padres. to bring in. You need to bring in a free agent, and let me let's see who in Sam Hale is going there willingly. Like Carlos Santana mm-hmm. went there. That was the best deal he's getting. Yep. Kutch went there. Home. Machido mm-hmm. went there. It's probably the best financial deal he's gonna get. G1 Man, G1 G Man Choi got traded there. Anybody? Any other free agent? They're not in for. So it's the thing is, if you want to build a winner, you still have to bring in somebody, I, I believe. And you got to spend some money. But they're on the right track for the rebuild for the next couple of years. But, you know, you got to spend some money. If you want to get into the playoffs, you, it's, it's tough that, like, the Rays formula, that, that formula, it's really, really tough to do. The Rays somehow perfected it. I don't know how, but they continually do it. But that's rare. And But you need to spend some money. In Pittsburgh, they got to spend some money. One of my biggest Dang. things is every team, not every team, half the teams now thinking, oh, we're going to just take the raise model. See, they, they win by not really spending much. Like, good luck. You're not able to do that. If everyone was doing that, we would have to open up the playoffs to 25 teams or something. So I just think there's a very happy medium between how the Pirates are operating and even how the Padres are operating, like you're saying. You don't have to lead the league or be a top few team in payroll, but you also – can invest a little bit in keeping your own ball players like Reynolds already should have been locked up and signing more free agents, okay. filling up that rotation, teaching this team how to win. Now it's happening, but it hasn't happened for a while. I feel like the Pirates have been rebuilding for like 10 years. Yeah. 
Well, it's been well. They were in the playoffs in fifteen. They lost all those wild card games. Remember that? Was it twenty fifteen? Fifteen, I think they lost mm-hmm. at home. I think too. Yeah, that's a long time ago already. It's eight years ago. The thing is, you make that argument, and then then I'll say, well, what about the Tampa Bay Rays? They're nineteen and three, and they don't spend anything. Yeah, but they're different. They're the only team that's been able to accomplish that. Yeah, but they do yeah. spend, and they, they do spend more than the Pirates. They just locked up. They just locked up Tyler Glass now for twenty five million a year. Yeah. in a two year deal. They offered, they offered DJ LeMahieu the exact same contract that he got when he was with the Yankees, and he wanted to go to the Yankees. They offered Charlie Morton the same, the same contract, so they got Charlie Morton. Then the Braves, he, they offered it to him again, and the Braves just topped him. Like they're offering. T- Nobody's out there going, yeah, you know what? The Pirates they offered me you know, 17 million a year, but I had to turn them down because they're not offering anybody. Yeah, simple. And all these dudes, like, man, I always ask this question. It's like, why doesn't the richest people in the world own teams? Why don't, you know, Bill Gates, and all, why don't they own teams? Like, if we were a billionaire, if I was a billionaire, I would hopefully, I would, like, man, I would love to own a team, something like that. But it's like, all these guys are going to die hella rich. Like, and if you own a team, what you know, spend. Why not win? It is the. It seems fun. It looks fun. The winning. AJ, you're a champ. That looks fun. Reinsdorf invested. He spent money. It looks fun to win. Who the hell doesn't want to go into this as an owner, like not wanting to win? I know the strike hurt Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. That's a whole different conversation. But spend to win. You know. Now they want uh, to make money. They don't care about winning. Some people yep. don't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. No. These don't care. Cincinnati don't care. Costi what's the name? Castellanos? The Castellini. Castellini, the owner. No. He don't care. He's got Castellano the spends more than Castellini. True. <laughs> Castellini's got the sanctuary out there in Arizona. He's got that hotel out there in Arizona. I mean he's Oh, he owns a sanctuary? Yeah, he don't care about the Reds. Oh, they're just man, they're, you know what they're doing? The Reds are making money so he can upgrade the sanctuary out in Arizona. Yeah. True that. And there's a reason other billionaires don't own teams. Because they don't care about sports. Some yeah. billionaires are like, oh, well, I'll own, a, I'll own a newspaper. What? I can own a newspaper and a baseball team, and the baseball team's going to make me tons of money, and I don't have to put anything into it, and I'm going to have the lowest debt ratio of any professional team in America? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, that's what Pittsburgh's doing. And I can't be policed at all? There are, like, no rules <laughs> or grounds, basically. As long as I don't get arrested, I'm good. I don't have to spend shit. Yeah. That's what the rules are. I- and you're getting money just pumped in by the, the yeah. Pirates' payroll is what, 35, 37? Mm, I, I, I have 37. That's their that's payroll? The, there's what, something six like, guys making more than that? Something like that, <laughs> yeah. And the and the Pirates get, I don't know how much in revenue sharing this year. It's got to be a lot. A couple hundred. Usually 30 million. <laughs> plus parking, plus tickets, plus TV deals, plus. They're raking. Whatever the heck else they want to hide in the books. Plus the two BAM payments of $50 million in two separate years. That Well, that, that just goes straight in the pocket. Straight to the pocket. Oh, that's just that's just recycling money? Yeah. They're, they're pissed that you mentioned that. Because Sorry. they thought I everyone forgot about forgot that. I shouldn't that. say that. Wait, I have opening day payrolls differently, though, here. Okay. I've got Pittsburgh in, like, the low 70s, like the sites I'm going okay. off of. Okay. But, that, but that's you? still fourth lowest. So Oakland's in the mid-50s. Baltimore's at about 60, which is a travesty. Another joke. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh are almost exactly the same in the low 70s. Then you you jump to low 80s for Cincinnati. I'll basically just list the teams under 100 because even the Nats are over 100 and they're completely actually rebuilding and can. Well, Charlotte's making 36. 
Yeah, and Corbin's <laughs> making how much? Corbin Scherzer. 20, make up 28, Strasburg. Yeah. Sorry, Strasburg and Corbin. Scherzer, are Scherzer's earning. Yeah. 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 Scherzer's Cleveland, getting 15 Miami. a year deferred right now. Mm-hmm. From the Nationals? From the mm-hmm. Nationals for the next, well, for seven years after his contract ended. He deserved it. Hey, one other topic I want to get to at least before we jump to Rowdy Telez coming soon. Vladdy Jr. on his offseason comments that he would never play for the New York Yankees happened to be in the Bronx this past weekend. And guess who doesn't forget about comments like that? New York media. So he said, quote, it's a personal thing. It goes back with my family. That's my decision. And I will never change that. Number one, I really want to know what the personal problem is. Like, is it a Todd father, Todd Frazier problem with Vladdy Jr. and Sr.? I want to get Vladdy Sr. on at some point and ask him about it. And then number two, why would you give up some of the biggest leverage in the game? I mean, the rivalry part of it's awesome. You had him getting hit by a pitch. Then Rizzo's like, get the hell out of here. Go to first. They don't like each other, those teams. You got the Manoa-Cole situation where Manoa, like Kratzy was talking about, kind of called him out. It was a little tongue-in-cheek. It was on that that show with uh, Serge Ibaka. It was like a, a podcast thing up in Toronto a year ago. But point being, Vladdy Jr. has added fuel to the fire. And I love it for the rivalry, but it's not great for the bank account, is it? Sure it is. Leverage. Why? Let's say Rizzo's gone, Vladdy's a free agent. Yankees think, oh, we can get this guy. And he says those comments. Guess what it does to his price? Wait, why does it bring the price up? It brings the price down. The Yankees are not going to sign him under any circumstances. He won't sign with the Yankees. You're saying... You back up that Brinks truck, brother. Yeah, but will the Yankees, from a pride perspective, they don't care? Nope. He's the best available. (laughs) They don't care. I haven't thought about it that way. They don't care. Most fans looked at it like... Uh, when you're a free agent, why would you say you're not going to the Yankees and just get rid of a team? Because he's the best free agent out there. He can go to the Yankees and say, I always said I wouldn't sign here and make it worth my while. Oh, instead of $200 million, here's $300 million. Hmm, maybe I will sign with the Yankees here. Oh, they didn't sign my dad or whatever? I don't know the reason. I'm just making this up. Oh, they didn't sign my dad back when he was 16 or they didn't sign me? Oh, you're going to offer me an extra 100 more than anybody else? Maybe I will shave my face and cut my hair and put on the pinstripes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's Dominic. A lot of Latins there too. A lot of Dominicans. Hey, money talks, bullshit walks. So Jonesy, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you say, "Hey, I'm not signing with the Yankees. I hate those fuckers," and then sign with them for an extra fifty mil? I'm from San Diego. I got no. Uh, I don't hate nobody. Right, we free, <laughs> we're free spirits out there, buddy. We don't, <laughs> It's all love, peace and love. Ain't I don't 10, think, I'll there's no team, right? Kratzy, you wouldn't have signed with. There's no team. Jonesy wouldn't have. He just said it. Hell no. I just, I just took. I was in mid four. It was in like about this time, uh, in, into my fourth year, 2012, and they were uh, they offered me a contract extension. So I'm like, okay, you buying out all this? I don't have to. I don't have to worry about all that. So I never, I never had the opportunity to hit free agency in that in that capacity as a 26, 27, 28 year old. So. I never had to make that decision, fortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately, because you never know. Some people have good experience in free agencies. Some people have bad. But don't ever, I mean, like you said, don't ever think that. Just because he said that, that means he ain't going to play there. Griffey is different. Griffey said that in a completely different time, and he knew that that he was going to stay and get the money where he was going to get it. But, you know, I'm sure he'd rather go there than went to Cincinnati. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, though, Cincinnati was kind of, 
They had, they had all those guys. Cincinnati wasn't bad back then when he went there. Um, they weren't that great. Yeah, but <laughs> Yankees won some ships. Yeah, but he wasn't going to he wasn't going to Yankees and taking Bernie out of center. So it right, wasn't a, true. It wasn't a real thing. Uh, we can use, we can use moving Bernie's ass. We can take that Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Bernie, hey, Bernie, hey, I was, Bernie was nasty. I, I, I respect no, I don't Bernie. Know about they, that one. they don't show him enough love in New York either. Oh, he's so he was so good. Bernie, oh, was oh so, and one of the so greatest good. guys in the world. Right. So they didn't need him. But here's my thing. So like All Starlin, who's who's in the YouTube chat right now, said Steinbrenner wanted Sheffield over Vladdy Senior. I said, is that the story? He said, I believe Buster only wrote that in his book. So if that's the case, okay. That's where the family has beef. Cause... So you wanted one, well, guy that could have been a Hall of Famer, not for taking some illegal substances, and yeah. another Hall of Famer. That's the voice. beef. That's, that's not a. That's not a real beef. Like the whole Griffey that's what thing. I'm saying. The whole Griffey thing was a real beef. Like, Wasn't Griffey? Was some... Didn't Griffey go back to his dad too? Wasn't there something with Griffey's dad? I thought that happened with the Yankees too. That's what. That's what it was. Like he was. He was told to get off the field. He was told to get off the field. Like, we're not having any kids on the field, and yet I'm not sure whose son it was was right out there on the field at the same time, and they were like, like, hey, son, I just want you to remember that. Senior said that to Junior, and so he remembered that from when he was a kid and he wasn't allowed to be out on the field. So, like, you chose Gary Sheffield over Vlad? Like, I get it, like – you chose him, but that doesn't, to me, that doesn't apply the same way as the whole Griffey thing applied with the Yankees. You don't have any product you won't use? There's not any any product. Oh, I do. I mean, I have one that I refuse to wear. Oakley's. I don't wear Oakley's. I refuse. Great. We're about to announce a big sponsorship deal with I won't wear tomorrow. Them. You guys can have them. Great. Jerk. I ain't wearing them. I'm serious. Dude, no, they screwed me when I was a young player. And really? I'm like, yeah, I was in double A. I was in my first big league camp. I had a pair I bought. Right? Mm-hmm. Oakley, Gary Maddox, Larry Matt, Gary and Larry, whatever them two dudes were that showed up every spring training. I walk over to them. I say, hey, can I just get some new lenses for the Oakleys that I paid for? Guy's sitting there with a box of Oakleys as big as this table. I say, can I walk over and, hell, I'll pay for them. I just don't want to have to go to the store. Who are you? I said, you know, AJ Pruszynski. Where are you going to be this year? I'm like, I don't know. Double A, triple A, I don't know. He goes, we don't deal with minor leaguers. Beat it. And I said, okay, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I'm here for the big league guys. Yeah, but that's just a rep. That's just a – That was the only rep. It's a dig me rep. Like, I guess still the rep. Joni, he, Joni, he was for, – so for the next the 20 rep. years, he's still going, hey, you want to wear Oakleys? I'm like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nope. wait, wait, but this is important, okay? Because this relates to the Vladdy Jr. situation that you just talked about, okay? I am the CEO of Oakleys. And I come to you and I say, hey, dude, we want to sign you to a, ma- right now, I want to sign you to a, a massive deal, um, seven figures for the show, seven figures for you, Oakley's for life, got to promote the hell out of them. <laughs> and even if you're like, hey, we had a situation, well, that dude's gone. He sucked. No, Screw that rep. There, I'm the CEO. All right, I'll fire him. Here's your contract. You signing? I would definitely think about it. Oh, here we go. That's what I said. <laughs> How quickly things have changed. That same thing with Vladdy Guerrero. Well, you asked Vladdy me. Jr. I think everyone has a price. So Absolutely. Ted per- DiBiase, the million-dollar man, everyone's got a price. There, we, mm-hmm. there you go. No, for me, sometimes athletes that do soda commercials, because I think there's some rules with alcohol sometimes with current athletes, and I'm like, but they can promote soda to kids? I don't really understand. 
That's my problem sometimes, not for me personally, but for athletes. How many athletes are drinking a Sprite after a slam dunk? Well, they're not slam ones. dunking because most, most of the baseball players can't slam dunk. Yeah, but LeBron does oh, yeah. commercials where he dunks the ball and then drinks a Sprite. How many times do you think he's done that in real life? Every time he films a commercial? Exactly, and that's it. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Stuff like that. And he drinks Everyone has he's not price. drinking it. And he's not drinking it. That's all he's not. Yeah. LeBron? Okay. No, I'm not saying LeBron doesn't. I'm saying in, in commercials. Like, I've done commercials, too, and I'm not drinking an energy drink 20 times. I'm not taking 20 <laughs> sips of this nasty stuff. I'm not doing that. You but you promote it. it. Oh, yeah. man, I promote anything, okay? Yep. If it, yeah, as long as it's not – I'm not going uh, – What's his name? Uh, Rafael Palmero. I'm not going down that route. Why not? They paid him a lot of money. Wait, what did he do? The Viagra. He was. Oh, the, so, they, so you're so going true, down that route. 100%. True story. True, true story. They went to like they went down the line a list of guys before they got to Rafi, and they were offering. Him, I know this for a fact. They were offering million dollars to a lot of people, and Rafi was the one that said yes. So he was the one that got it. But a lot of people were like Jones. You're like, no, I ain't doing that. It's gonna make me look like I can't get my. <laughs> You know, my thing working. And <laughs> yeah, but it's a performance enhancer for games, too. You'd be some surprised. Guys, some guys, some ton of guys, players use it for... ton of guys. Still. What? You're saying for, for on-field? Uh, on-field. On I'm talking on-field. On oh, that's what I'm saying. There's a ton of guys. There's an NFL player recently who said that he used... The... When it's cold? <laughs> especially when it was cold. Yes. Guys would guys get, the, get blood the blood flow blown. going. There was a guy who said that recently. Ah, former player. I'll look it up, but... Million bucks? I'm doing the damn commercial. Now it happens more than a million. Yeah. You wouldn't do it right now? For a million? I took a dive for two thousand dollars. Well crats. Well crats. I mean, you know, times have changed, you know, taxes have gone up. I don't know. Inflation. Inflation, yeah. Exactly. All right, I'll I'll negotiate for you, but I tell you what, if you can get me a million dollar Viagra million. Deal, yeah, it's gotta be Seven figures, got to be million. Yeah, that was just said, day. and that was twenty years ago with Rafi. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. AJ. Yes. Inflation's gone up, but if you get that contract, something else is going up too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I mean, if you get you get seven figures. Yes. Uh, I'd, I'd probably say yes to that one. Yes. Bart Scott. Bart yeah. Scott said on a show. It was. It was this. I think it was this season. Yeah. He said. They were talking about how Josh Allen doesn't like playing in cold weather. The Bills quarterback, bad circulation affects his feet. And Bart Scott was like, uh, it's called Viagra, dude. You take it before the game, you get the circulation going. Ocho Cinco said that he took Viagra before NFL games. It's a big thing. I mean, they're yeah. playing sometimes in 10 degrees. They got to get the blood flow going no matter what. It's a different with, kind of performance, but it's a performance. I played with guys that uh, took it all year. For, for playing? Yes. Even if it's 100 degrees? Yes. Hey, whatever helps. Whatever gets you it's, out there every day. And it's day. not these an illegal play, substance. These dudes, these dudes play it every day. It's so not an them. illegal substance, right? Whatever it takes. It's not a banned substance. No. No. So, there you go. Just did a commercial for it. Yep, Viagra. <laughs> Hit me up. Eight figures. Eight figures now after Scott's commercial. <laughs> Incredible. All right, next up, uh, there was a perfect game watch on Friday. And, wow, there's a lot of football going on early in this show. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kratzy, you can kick this one off. The uh, veteran catcher on the Chicago Cubs, Jan Gomes, decided to tackle Drew Smiley to prevent him from having his moment. He, and this is great work from 
our guy Michael behind the scenes, our, one of our superstar interns, he made this meme and it had some viral pop to it. We'll be right back. That is Jan Gomes <laughs> tackling Drew Smiley's perfect game. I'm gonna game let Kratz try to explain this one because I don't get it. I don't get what he was doing. He wanted to get the ball. He's calling it. If you watch for it, he's calling it, and the lefty had his back to him, trying to make the play. Jan is it, Jan is super quick. I get it. He's 37, 38 now, so he may not be as quick, but he can still get up out of the crouch. And that man was rolling. He was going to give everything he had to get that out. And Drew went down to pick it up. <laughs> pick it up. I don't think Smiley's got him, but I think. I think that's Jan's, Jan's ball all day. I don't think either one of them's getting them. They, 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 I saw the split where they split it. You could see him picking up the ball, and you could see where the runner was. I don't think either one of them throwing out Peralta. Yeah, Peralta rolls. So I, I don't know what – but I don't know. I'm thinking if I'm the catcher there and the, I see the pitcher bending over, I'm diving out of the way. I ain't jumping on his back. Like, he looked like a Erlacher sacking some dude back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> But if he makes that play, he's a hero. If and butts and candy and nuts, it's Christmas every day. I mean, look at that. Well, there's only been 23 perfect game in the history of the world. And they always have moments like that. No, they don't. Not when you're a good catcher and you get to see Philip Humber. There's no, there was no moments. And by the way, that was the 11th anniversary of Phil Humber's perfect game. Mm-hmm. So of you almost being Jan before Jan was Jan. But I wasn't. Thank you, Brendan Ryan, for not running. Almost. No, again, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, it'd be Christmas every day. Mm-hmm. Can't use the same dad joke. Oh, if my, if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. Does that one count? That would count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, is that one, how about that one, Kratzy? We keep going down this. We get no, I, like, I like that. I like that one. You used use the second one, but Jonesy, I don't think I ever heard that one. He liked that one. <laughs> I have it. So when you, Jonesy, when you use it on the Adam Jones podcast, make sure you just give me a little bit of credit. You I am. I'm going to drop Thank that you. one. No, I'm, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm run by a newspaper. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to fly with the, the heads of, of that, that bee. So I'm, I'm going to ask. Before, <laughs> I ain't Bob, Nutting? Get, Bob Nutting owns your podcast? Hell no. But I ain't trying to get in trouble. <laughs> well, dang, what they gonna really do cancel me i don't give a damn yeah well, there you have it hey <laughs> say what you want say what you want yeah in terms of getting in trouble uh fernando tatis jr returned late last week you were gone i mean we talked about it before you left yeah you made me for talk your golf about trip it. oh i'm so sorry for making you talk about a major player returning to baseball for a ped suspension and we don't have those very often these days we can show the bob nightingale tweet Obviously, he's going to get booed everywhere. Although there were a ton of Padres fans in Arizona. It wasn't apparently. that bad, the first at bat. It wasn't. No, first at bat wasn't no. bad. This was first hit because he was hitless that first game. First hit since October 2, 2021. Single to center. A lot of boos from D backs fans. He had his first homer this past weekend. And on the performance side of things, most importantly, Padres' offense looks like it got a little kick in the ass from Tatis coming back. Regardless of how you think he is going to play coming back from a PED suspension, I think he's still going to be good. I don't think he's going to necessarily be a top three or five player in the sport, but I think he's going to be an all-star caliber player. That's a huge return for a team where he was, what, basically replacing, I think, Jose Zocar, who was batting nothing. I mean, it's a major return for someone 
to go back to a San Diego Padres club that's supposed to win the World Series, according to me. Okay. I'll move on from that Better one. than your but White Sox call. They're I didn't not say they were going to the win the World Series, you bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Padres look good, though. And they Husk do, they do. back. That's a good team. It's a great team. In my mind, a favorite to win the NL West. Absolutely. No? Yeah. Absolutely. And they're playing well. They get Tatis back. And they, he'll be they fine can ever, right Jonesy, Kratzy. Can someone tell Juan Soto that walks? I mean, I get it. He's a walker, but swing the bat. He gets 3 1. They throw a heater right down the middle and he goes, he goes to first and then he does a little shuffle. You're like, dude, that's the one you got to put in the stands. That's the one you up that slug, up the homer total. Instead, he, then he gets 3 2 and they throw, break him on. He takes it. And it's this far low with the runner on third and one out. And he walks to first like he just hit a game-winning home run. Like, dude, swing the bat. That was always the thing against Votto. It was yep. like, instead of – Votto had opportunities to get 120 RBIs. But to hit 300-plus and have 430 on base percentage, he sacrificed that. He sacrificed the RBI and posed it like he got other guys, me, AJ, you two. Hey, first pitch, breaking ball, man on third base, infield back. I'm rolling over on this. Take this ground ball up the middle. Give me this stake. I'm out. I ain't got to run the bases. But I, I don't know, man. It's He's an on-base machine. But if you, it's like the thing. If you're an on-base machine and you don't steal bases, what the hell are you? You're a big-ass you're a big ass ATM running the bank, that bases. That's what he is. Big-ass ATM running the bases, okay? So 3-1, let it eat. It's okay to hit for him in this lineup. It is perfectly okay for him to hit 270 instead of 320. It's perfectly okay for that. He ain't going to hit 320. He's not. He's just not this year. But, I mean, I, but, Yeah, he's not. I don't think he is, but it's okay to hit 250. But, but again, be more aggressive. Manny, I, one thing I love about Manny is he ain't going to ever let you have a cookie. I don't give a first pitch. Never. You ain't getting no cookie on him. If you make a bastard pitch, you make a bastard pitch. But you never get a cookie on him. You got to – I mean – um. Soto's biggest strength is when he's aggressive because he's not going to swing at the bad pitch. But 3-1, he's seen that heater right down there. But he's probably thinking that ain't going to challenge me. They are, buddy. They are. Swing the damn pole. It's okay. I love you. Swing the pole. He looks at at-bats like a chess match. And I think the book, very simply, it's a book that anyone can understand. Like you're saying is, if you're a pitcher, I'm going to make sure I'm in the zone early on in the count because percentages say he's going to take pitches that he shouldn't take so he can drive up the count. So here, here's his line this year. 198, okay, 81 at-bats, four homers, fine, 22 walks, 24 punches. He's always been a guy with more walks and strikeouts. So this year people are saying, Stu ain't swinging the bat. Yeah. Let's challenge him. That's and a pretty good strikeout to walk, right? Still, rate. but you look down, you look at his past years when he was good. Three, say twenty twenty one, three thirteen. You know, one hundred forty five walks, ninety three punches. That's a that's a huge gap. Now, granted, twenty twenty one, I don't think the Nationals were very good, and he was probably the only guy that was you know kind of there doing it. But in the Padres lineup, I understand that. But if you're facing a righty and you have Tatis sitting in front of you and Machado hitting behind you, you might get some. Pitches, okay, borderline. But they still don't want to face Machado with guys on base. And then you get a lefty out there. That lefty's coming right after your butt. Because he doesn't want to face Tatis and he doesn't want to face Machado. So you're going to get pitches to hit. I don't know. Swing the bat. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You swing when you're supposed to swing to drive the runs in. I'm not saying go Adam Jones or me and swing at everything. But swing <laughs> when you need to swing. 
Yeah, I would, I would agree with you, but I don't know how to teach that. I don't know how to say, because to me, his superpower is his ability to control the strike zone. And he will not swing out of the strike zone. It's the lowest rate. He's one. Max Muncy's two in the last three years. And to me, yes, the whole thing with like the whole Votto driving runs it. I think he could be a better player than Joey Votto. And you're talking about a Hall of Famer. And I don't know how to get him to swing the bat because he's not going to swing the bat when the ball's out of the zone or even close guys that don't chase, they don't even swing on the edges. So he's not going to, if you make quality pitches to him, he's not going to swing the bat until maybe later in the count. My biggest thing is Soto's numbers against fastballs so far this year are down. They've been coming up. They've been trending up. He was hitting 160. Now he's getting closer to 200. I bet he ends the season hitting 270. If he continues to hit the fastball, if he can't hit the fastball, now he's swinging at nothing. So he's got to be on time for the heater. With those four guys in the top of the lineup, like AJ, Bobby Kratz, you guys are catchers. You know, like I, I can't mess around. Like Soto, if you get on base, Machado's hitting with a man on base. He's one of the most dangerous guys with a man on base. Ah, Machado after him. Yeah, Bogarts. You kidding me? Like, it, it doesn't stop. You got Cronenworth after him. Oh, let's get a little older. You got Carpenter, and then you got Cruz. Like, they got – if you're hitting one and two, they are throwing you heaters. They're throwing a lot of fastballs. And he's, they say with the strikeouts, how close they are with the walks, the strikeouts coming from looking. They're not coming because they're making those bastard pitches, and he's taking them because he got a good – I'll say a solid 3-1 pitch to hit. But they're not trying to put him on base. Because Manny's numbers with men on base are so good. Bogart's numbers, they're so, so good. So, you know, and the reverse time, reverse of it is when he's hitting with Manny on base and with Tatis on base. Like, these, you have guys, Tatis, obviously, when he's, but now he's back, he's going to be still in the running. If you throw off speed with these four and a half inches, he's going to have that all day. So, like, again, swing the bat, like I just said, swing the bat when you should swing the bat. Not just go up there and just hack like we did. We was up there just, like, looking out of the hand, we letting it eat. But when it's a three-one pitch, like yeah, you got to come unglued a little bit. I ain't taking nothing. I ain't side. I ain't dancing with nothing. I'm dancing two-two because I took the bastard pitch. Three-one. Uh, I ain't dancing. I'm mad if I ain't swing. Now, Jackson in the comments said Soto nods to every pitcher that gets him out. It's annoying. Like, hey, I'm the best <laughs> in the world, and you got me. How dare you get me out? <laughs> I know you don't like that. Oh, I'd be pissed. I used to cuss out every pitcher that got me out because I was mad. <laughs> I mean, I'm what not, about behind I'm not the plate? The... If a guy was like, "Oh, like I'm oh, okay no. with the no, no, that no." Hey, no. somebody made a, an elite defensive play, and it was like, "Damn, I just crushed yeah, the shit out of that ball." Though. I know, but how about just on a basic at bat, someone strikes you out, and you're like, "You got the the champ. Oh, you no. got the world's finest right there, son. <laughs> Great job." No, I'm I'm pissed because I almost I didn't like to strike out. I'm saying if you were the catcher and oh, Soto's no, there I mean, and you're I, catching I, like your fifth starter and he's like, good job, you I'd got like, me. Shoe fly. <laughs> you, you ain't that good. Shoe fly. AJ had, AJ had something to say to the guys. Shoe, shoe if, fly. If AJ didn't appreciate what he had, we had a dude named Steve Tolleson. He tried to that bunt. Is. AJ was behind the dish. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> exactly. Wait, what team was this on? 
The Blue Jays. He was his, oh yeah, yeah. He was Too trying clock. like he was just just barely in the big leagues, like up and down with the Twins, and then he ended up you know making it for a half a year with the Blue Jays. He comes back after striking out, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, dude, should I not have been bunting there? He goes, Pierzynski just started cussing me out for the rest of the at bat. He's he. He started calling me. He's like tons of names and stuff. He started pushing me out. <laughs> and then he struck. It was it was epic. Maybe it was epic. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know why I did that? Because one, I didn't want to have to feel the bunt. Because then I got to get my ass out of the crouch and run up there and do what Yon Gomes does and tackle the pitcher. <laughs> and two, I'm, I don't know what the score was, but I don't want nobody bunting. It was like CC dude. He used to face CC. CC tell you if you bunt, I'm gonna hit you. Well, I don't want my pitchers to have to hit Steve Tolleson. Hope he had a great career, but I mean, I don't want to waste a bullet on Steve Tolleson. He's in real estate. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he sold me a house. I don't know. <laughs> I played with him. I know Tolleson. He went. To, he oh. went to go to Tampa too. Yeah, he's in real estate. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I thought he was saying that to just like throw the classic. Yeah, like he's out of the game. He's in real estate. Like no, he's actually. No, he actually is in real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's long time. Really yeah. well. Yeah. Oh yeah, been, been in real more. estate a long time. Yeah. 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 He was short-lived major league career, but he got oh, there. He's one, hey, of, he got one there. of us. Yes, he hey, did. he's one got a good us. story. He tell, I bet you he tells all the people, man. That's one time I tried oh. to bust that asshole. He cussed me up and down. <laughs> one more here in the comments. Ree Riley said, I, I was there last night in Arizona for Padres D-backs. Boos were loud, but Padre faithful louder. I mean, they are traveling, that, yeah, that group. Yeah, they should. They got great fans. They yeah. do. They do. And they I, should ride it. I'm being a Padres fan also. There's a lot of people that are from San Diego that live in Arizona now. Hmm. So... They're not, it's not the traveling. Ain't nobody traveling. Because you go to Texas, go to ain't nobody traveling. But it's just there's a lot of people that live there now, and it's it's it a lot easier, a lot cheaper. It's Padres tickets. I looked for tickets myself last year, just for season tickets. They were they were trying to literally charge like forty five thousand per seat for they're the sold season. out. They, they, exactly. I'm so like, they can. Right? 45,000? Like, who the hell is you got coming to the game? This better be the damn Oscars. Sold out. They had to take tickets yeah. off the market. That's not bad. Those are probably, you're, Jones, you ain't buying them up in right field. You're buying the ones behind home plate with the food. I know. The that's what I'm saying. I yeah, was. That's like but... 500 bucks a ticket. Right, I mean, right. That's not that no, bad. I was about to no, do the math. For, they, were, they were 1,400. I'm sorry. It was more than that. They were 1,400. They were 100 and some thousand. They were 1,400 a ticket. Well, you better season. drink a lot. You better eat a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to so sit I'm next like, to Trevor Hoffman, you better pay 1,400 a seat. I'm using my ML. I'm using my MLB pass and just going into the GM suite. <laughs> I got Which the gold card. Can do clearly. I got the gold uh, card. You I got, got eight years, baby. Hey, Jonesy, Jonesy, people aren't moving to Arizona. They're escaping San Diego, kid. That's what they're doing. They're escaping the taxes. It's expensive, man. It's it's hey for a hovel, it'll cost you about thirty five hundred. Hey, I got one more comment, and then our guest is ready because this is devotion. Ryan Cohen says, I drove Thursday morning, slept in my car, went to Thursday and Friday game, drove back to San Diego Friday night. People were traveling. That's mm. awesome. Mm. He I said, love you know that. what he just said right there? He said, Jonesy, you don't know what the hell you're talking well, no, about. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but that is, that that is, is devotion. Dude, slept in his car? Slept in this car. Dude, Jonesy, Venmo this dude 200 bucks for a hotel room, please. Uh, yeah, 100%. Hostel, Arizona's got hostels. I mean, there's, you could have stayed on the west side. Hotels there's are places though, in, in Phoenix, Scottsdale. You could have stayed down to Glendale and stay like a True. quality. That's hey, what I'm hey, saying. He might have a cozy car. Why are some people so bothered by calling a pitch a sweeper it's when stupid. it's got horizontal mo it's, movement? It's good marketing for the game. There's nothing wrong with calling a pitch something else. It's really cool when we talk about the ghost fork for Kodai Senga. 
Why can't we give a pitch a little bit of a nickname? Who cares? Why, why are some people also, so offended by it? Dice came Get off my lawn Matsu, shit. Uh, Zaka had the gyro ball. gyro ball, which was just a changeup that got whacked. Yeah, but it's Ooh. good marketing and it's fun. Why can't, Do you not like calling it a ghost fork for Kodai oh, Sanger? Yeah, but he has a ghost and a fork on his glove, so that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And people Nobody like has saying a broom sweeper. on their glove, sweeper. Yeah, but a sweeper is the whole movement of more horizontal movement to your pitch yeah. to your slider if it was if slider. It cool if you're if rogers cool, like if it was cool like a ghost fork then i'd be cool with it but sweeper they're just stealing it from the rap soto and the Trackman stuff like they didn't come up with it themselves like if it had a cool it's not a cool it's not a nickname like it's just it's the analytic version of what the pitch is it's a sweeper what about a slutter yeah yeah what what's you like a slutter I like yeah. anything creative. Go for it. I mean, uh, that's not what I would call it. That would that one gets old to me. But Slaughter gets old, but Sweeper doesn't? You can call it that. Some people do. Jeff Francoeur did. I thought he didn't. I thought he avoided Well, he said it, it about five times. He said, I can't say that he anymore. He said he can't do it anymore. <laughs> Sweeper's fine with me. I think some people are like, oh, I've seen it on the broadcast a million times. They're like, oh, you know, it makes it, it makes the game sound old. When the broadcasters are on, they're like, oh, and the, the kids, they're calling it the Sweeper. I'm like, who cares? Why, why can't they call it a sweeper? If that's what they want to call their damn pitch. What the hell's a sweeper? You can't, you can't nickname yourself. You can't, There's first current can't MLB pitchers that when they're talking You can't nickname yourself and you can't name your own pitchers. Have you seen Major League 2? That's Major League 2. That's the only yeah. guy. I called the eliminator. You're dating yourself again. You <laughs> You're dating yourself again. Yeah. Major League 2 probably came out when? Terminator. 92? Mm-hmm. There yeah, are a lot of MLB players that were not born when Major League Two came out. Just saying. I just think we we gotta be okay with calling a I'm pitch okay something with it else if, it's not a dumb if they name. want to. You think so? You have a problem with the name sweeper more than yeah, marketing a, a pitch. A slider. Or a slider. Jonesy, congrats. You think in the hitters meeting they're going, man, this dude's got a nasty sweeper. Never heard of that. So, so Curry Kluber's was a sweeper the entire time. Then, is that's what you're saying? They marked. They said it was a slurve. I mean, a slider on the board. Like, what are we like? Well, we didn't have the name back then. Somebody coined it. Somebody, like again, we we also didn't have Babip. <laughs> well, we had. I just didn't know what it was. <laughs> you guys sound old right Woba. now. You're like, get off my lawn. Don't call it no, we don't. Else. No, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm all for all the other crap. I just don't like they put. Well, then if a, so if a guy throws a slider and a sweeper, there's a little college intern up there going, which one was it? I'm going to put sweeper because it sounds cooler than the slider. Sweeper. Right. What about Uncle Charlie? So you're going to start ball. calling a curveball Uncle Charlie? Well, we do it for Uncle Charlie for Adam Wainwright. Well, yeah, but he's got one of the best of all time. So it's cool. It's fun. It's different. And also for a sweeper, are they are they calling it a sweeper if it's got no horizontal movement on the slider or very little? I don't know. It depends on what the little intern sitting up there pressing the button decides. That's offensive because it might not be an intern. That's someone's job. An they take a lot of pride in that. An intern's doing the graphics on Yes uh, Network? Sometimes. No, uh, that's not true. Okay, sorry. They might be assisting. Plus, interns can be superstars. We know it from well, this place. I, Michael Beer is a superstar. Right, there you go. Cheers. <laughs> but anyway, I just think it's not a big deal. Okay. I, I, I think don't some think people are getting worked up think about it. They're like, oh, why are we doing that? Who cares? It's fun. It brings a little more attention to a pitch. Now, no? you sound, now you sound like an intern. Fine. That's <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I love I'll, I'll represent Gen Z on that one. I, I think some people like calling it that, and I've heard a lot of pitchers call it that. A lot. Name one. I'll, I'll, send, you, I'll send you 10 articles with quotes from players 
tonight. I'll get one of the interns on it to work with me, and we will send you 10 articles where the pitcher goes, yeah, I wasn't feeling my sweeper tonight. And send us ERA, too. Fine. <laughs> so we have, Evan Grant on. we have Evan Grant on here in a second. Yeah. I'm going to ask him, does Jacob DeGrom throw a sweeper? Yeah. He's going to be like, you're crazy. What the hell is does a sweeper? His, does does his David Evaldi sweep, throw me a sweeper? Or is it tight? Are, it's are there... It's a slider. It goes like this. I just don't think it's was that Mariano's because it went this way. Was that a sweeper or a cutter? That son of a bitch was a cutter. It was a slutter. Ooh, sweater. You have last word, Kratz, because then you're going to bounce and we're bringing in Evan Grant. Well, because Q, Q's going to be calling some dudes up from right here. So I uh, figured I'd get a couple, couple in there, the old storm chasers, Omaha storm chasers for my guy Q, getting some of his AAA guys ready. He's going to be needing to call a couple up to get that winning percentage back up. But I got nothing else. The whole sweeper, slutter, cutter, utter, mutter, stripper, striper thing. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like sweeper, I feel like it's kind of offensive to some pitchers. Like, they're looking up at the board and it says sweeper. And like, no, dude, like Kluber, Kluber, he called his pitch a curveball. It was a slider. I get it. It would move this much. Every hitter thought it was a slider. He called it a curveball. He's like, I don't really care. So I think it's, I think it's whoever, but that's, that's life. Yeah. There's bigger problems. So let, let them call their pitches what they want to call it. Kratzy, have a good one, dude. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. Appreciate you boys. Cheers. Keep it up. Good luck. I use a track man for golf, not for my pitches. So if you can get the guy out, who cares what it is? You guys are a bunch of position players. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you throw. You can shoot that thing out of your butt if you get the dude out. I don't care. Hey, what you throw it over. As long as it comes over the dish, I don't give a damn what you're talking exactly, about. Exactly, right? Call if, it whatever if AJ, you care. Yeah, if AJ was catching a pitcher who wanted to call it that, and he had the best slider, but he called a sweeper of all time, and he wanted to call it that, you're going to get in his head and be like, stop calling it that? Yeah. So, AJ, AJ, just so just it, AJ, historically, historically, it's one fastball, two curveball, three slider. Wiggles change up. What's a sweeper? Like a <laughs> like, like what? five and you need a brute. Like so, what's a sweeper? Or, or, so you <laughs> now have, you sweep the dirt. Yeah, you just go like this. <laughs> Shoe fly. Uh, well, like you, let's use you, Darvish, for example. One was fastball. Sinker was gun. Or I don't know if we can say that, but upside down L maybe gun. He, yeah, we say, say the word okay. gun. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. Gun two. Curveball, slow curveball, okay. hard curve, or as he would call it, haircut. We used to call it a haircut. If you went like that. This, wiggle the two. Okay. Slider, cutter, wiggle three was a cutter. Yep. Split, mm -hmm. change up. It's a lot. It's a lot of pitches. <laughs> I would feel <laughs> It's a lot of it. But there was no sweeper, and he had a nasty slider. Yeah, There was no sleeper. He does. But now I bet you he calls it a sweeper. Jonesy, I want to get right to our feel-good moments of the weekend. We'll go Logan Allen first, even though the next guy I think really stole the show. But Logan Allen makes his debut against the Marlins. Eight punch-outs over six innings in his debut. And got the beer bath, the shaving cream, all the memorabilia to, to remember it. Big deal pitcher, too. He's going to be really good for Cleveland. This is what I'm talking about. This is why, even though Cleveland's just been off to an ass start, top five farm system and guys that are ready like Logan. So we have parents in the stands cheering and I think we can listen to it for a sec. Let's see. Again, the three, two and he struck him out. His first big league K 
He's got his parents in attendance here this afternoon. Well, he didn't mess around. He came right back with that fastball, challenged him, gets a swing and miss, gets <clears> his first out, and it comes on a strikeout. Props to Guardians Twitter for posting that. It looks like the fam had to stay a little warm, too. Warm and toasty for that one. And it's Cleveland. <laughs> I like the face. <laughs> Cleveland in April. Cleveland in April. It's always cold. Um, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, any your debut, it's that's just – that's uh, just amazing. I mean, it's what again. We work our asses off to get there. I'm glad he was able to share it with his family, and I mean that's amazing. Uh, it was again. You get he had a a good start against. I think it's a good time to start against the the Marlins. Um, but you know now now there's some video out on him, and um, now he, now he's going to have to make that adjustment. That's what I love about the big leagues. It's a constant adjustment. Let the games begin. Well, I've been hearing about Logan Allen for years here in Central Florida because he's from mm. kind of this area. And he was a, like, according to people around here, he was one of the best high school pitchers they ever saw around here. And then he went to college and got drafted, and now he's in the big leagues. So anytime a Central Florida guy makes it to the big leagues, more power to you. And he's 24, <laughs> which in my mind usually means better chance that he has success right away, just based on yes. age curve. A lot of if you get called up at 22 versus 24, right? He's he's marinated a little bit in the pros. And he went to college, pitched three years. Yep. I think at FIU. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure FIU. Congrats to him, and congrats to I'm going to butcher this one. Drew. Maggi. Maggi. Even though there's no D, I don't know. The D is silent. Yeah. Or the D is invisible. Maggi. Whatever. Congrats to him. His first big league game after 13 minor league seasons. I called, it's funny, I called some of his games in the Cape League probably, I don't know, Were you 16 12? years ago or something. Was I 12? No, I'm in my mid-30s. So is he. So we were the same age. And I was in college calling Cape League games. And we called him, I remember everyone called him Drew Magi, so they totally botched that one. But now that he's a big leaguer, they get the name right. And here is... Uh, a little sound from his debut. It is with great pleasure that I get to promote uh, my first person to the major leagues and someone that is tremendously uh, important to this group and someone that exemplifies grit, a choice to continue to fight for what he wants in life. And a lot of that is having the right perspective. And so, um, so Maggie, you're gonna get an opportunity to drop. Come on, keep playing. Why? What happens he starts next? Da- he starts jumping up and no, down. Oh, the video yeah, gets yeah. better. Yeah. Oh, the video gets better. He's like, yeah, let's go. I mean, like, that's 13 years. That's why I wanted to ask Kratzy that. Like, you know, a journeyman finally getting called up. Like, mm-hmm. I was called up at 20, two weeks before I could, could legally drink. Um, So, like, my story's different. But that story's amazing. You know what I mean? Really the opposite. He should have you know sold. I mean? He should be in real estate long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that whole video is when they tell him, 
and they show him, he thinks they're playing a joke on him. Yeah. He, he can't he, believe he it. Does, he, he's, he's sitting in his chair with his shirt off, and he's just saying, are they kidding? He's like, who are they talking about? He literally didn't jump up. He didn't move until the manager came over to him and looked him in the face and kind of hugged him. And he still, then he, then he went like this, and you could read his, kind of read his lips. He's like, are you kidding me? Are they serious? And then he jumps up, and everyone's clapping for him. And then after, like Jonesy said, they start jumping up and down. Like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And then they also had a video of when he walked into Pittsburgh and he saw, saw his locker. Yeah. And that doesn't resonate. Here, here it is. Here it you is. see Shelton. And just, this is, a, this is a great moment for him, his family. Like Jonesy said, most guys quit, man. You, wouldn't, you don't make it 13 years without making it, without it, hanging them up. And this doesn't happen in other sports. No. You don't have a basketball player after 13 years as a pro suddenly make it to the NBA. You don't have an NFL player after 13 years suddenly in his mid-30s make it. But basketball's different. These guys come over and play in Europe. So I, True. Living, living in Europe and playing and seeing abroad, like there's, there's a lot of money for basketball players abroad. Not just China, but also Europe, Japan. It's, it's crazy. There's a lot of money in basketball. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy. Hey, I'm calling Cutch out right now. You better be buying every meal for that dude, Cutch. Hundred percent. Next year, Cutch. Cutch. You better be buying everything for yeah, him. Hundred percent, Cutch. Hey, break out that wallet, man. You you, you spend an interest now. Stop being cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. I love that. Hey, one more thing I wanted to show that from from the beginning from our charging the mound headlines, if we can is the walk-off for the Orioles, because there was a lot of pissed-off people on social. Because, Not Jones. No. Because Baltimore Orioles won. won. Yeah, but one knee for a walk-off, mm-hmm. runner on third. It's been a thing because you get the, the pitch-framing advantage. You do get the pitch-framing advantage. It's true. That's why many teams do it. But when it's that situation, runner on third, do you maybe – Ditch that for a second. No, you don't, because teams don't care. They don't care about losing. They don't care about wild pitches and pass balls. They want you to steal that one strike. You can have fourteen wild pitches on one knee, not be able to get to the ball, but you steal those two strikes in the fifth inning when you're down by ten. Let's go, great job. <laughs> Let's run it. Let's run it. And it kicks away. Bleacher will score. Man, that was brutal. That's Jerry Harrison's uh, Twitter, and everyone's commenting like, "What are we doing?" You have to understand the catcher is told to catch like that. I, not the catcher. It's not on the catcher. It's on the the coaches. I, I mean, guess, but Hinch, I don't know. We, we had AJ Hinch on. We should have asked him his thoughts on the one knee. I get some some teams are all for it. Some teams are kind of. Eh. I think AJ was against it for a while and then got talked into it because of the framing numbers. And this is a catcher, I, I a know. former catcher. But then, then you lose a game because of it? Because that wasn't that wild of a pitch. It's not like he was – I mean, no. he just was – he just backhanded it, clanked off his glove, which happens even if you're in the right position. Why can't they just not do that when you're in that situation? Because they haven't been taught how to do it the other way for so long because in the minor leagues they start out on one knee and you start out – even in high school, dudes are on one knee. My son catches on one knee. Now, when they get guys on base, does he go up? Yeah. But there's still – you see that right there? That so ball your son can right do right. it. He can do one knee or two knees, and yet a major leaguer can't do it? it he wasn't taught that. That's I don't know who was – was it Haas who was catching? I don't know if it was Haas or who it was. 
for the Tigers. But I guarantee you, Jonesy, he wasn't taught. He's been taught his whole minor league career and his big league career. One knee, stay on one knee no matter what. You missed a couple, so what? You'll steal more than you miss, which I don't believe in either. But that's the way of the world. Well, the knob said, you know what statistically you sound like right speaking. Now? You sound like such the old man, get off my lawn. That's what you sound like, no, Scotty. I'm a hybrid. I'm saying, I'm saying, do catch <laughs> the ball with one two hands. Two yes, two hands. Yeah, yes. but the knob only use the flip down sunglasses. Hey, we have a, a comment. Catching on one knee actually reduces pass balls, statistically speaking. <clears throat> okay. Maybe it's just optics. Are we being fooled? And it actually is not that bad because we point out these moments. Yeah, you I'm asking you. You're man. the catcher. I don't know shit. The old man, get off my grass. Yes, I don't know. You know I never what? caught on one knee. Kratz. I was I was told you catch on one knee, no chance. You're going to AAA. Knee savers. I was told I couldn't wear knee savers because now that I had knee problems, but I just thought they looked cool. And they were like, nope, you wear those, you're going to AAA. Wear sunglasses. Not allowed. <laughs> catch a hockey mask. Nope, not allowed. I know Jonesy would be pissed if he was on the Tigers for that game. I, I mean, if I've been in situations where we're really bad, and you just go into the bottom of the ninth knowing that something stupid like this is going to happen. So I'm understandable. Like, I, I can understand it on both sides. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not a catcher. I, I, I can't. I, I have to leave this to AJ. So. But I, listen, I've screwed up. I've missed a ball to lose a game mm. before. Yeah. All in the dirt, and I was up. Same here. Shit happens. Just because you're the old man and you want to yell at the guy for being on one knee, that's your own fault. Don't don't try to put this make this about Jonesy and I. I have I'm clueless on this is where we need it's player the way perspective. Been taught, this is the way they've been taught to do it. This okay. is the way they do it the entire game. It's just magnified because it was the winning run. Okay, then that's fine. That's, that's actually a good take. And then. I guarantee because you people get pissed about it. They're like, get off the one I knee. Know. There's a lot of people that do. And but, and, but you have to understand. They catch nine innings with this. They catch nine innings. They miss one in the fifth inning and the run scores. Well, it's different. But that's the way they've been taught to do it. Okay. That's the way they've been told to do it. And not everybody's as as athletic as the next person. You got to remember that, too. Like, Barnes is athletic. Smith is athletic. Um, Riamuto, obviously, is the best in the game. He's athletic. Like, not everybody's as athletic. But I want to point out, I forgot the net guy's name, the catcher for the, uh, the Tigers, but he has a nasty Fu Manchu. Isn't that Haas? Isn't it Haas? Eric Haas? No. Uh, the other catcher. Gar- the big he's, tall guy? He's not that oh, tall. Nope. No. Uh, mm. Let me look up the box scores from yesterday. Rogers are the two. Rogers and Haas are the two catchers on their roster. Is it Rogers? He has a nasty Fu Manchu. This, I had really? to point that out. Yeah, it was, it was Rogers yesterday. Rogers? Okay. That's him. Yeah, that's him. It was, it was dirty. Jake Rogers. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good way to make him feel better. Great name, too. That. Jake Rogers. That's a yeah. great catcher's name. Jake from State Farm. All right. Let's <laughs> do slap hands. <laughs> he's, not, he's not on two knees. One knee. He was one knee? No, he wasn't. Kratz he was wasn't on, on one knee. He sucked. Kratz didn't learn one knee. He just wins ball games, as you can see. Jones, do you want to play Ring Around the Rosie with him? Stop it. Stop no, it. No, but musical chairs, maybe. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, so I have, I have two shout-outs. Number one, DJ Steele's first super comment. I'll explain to you guys what that means later on. But he said, what's up, guys? Started following you guys from 
from NYY News TV. Love the chemistry of Kratz and Braun. We got specific shout outs. Keep up the mm. good work, guys. Oh, wait, is that, the, is that the guys you did the game with? Yes. Oh, yeah. Figured. See, you didn't come on the game. Oh, I did not. You didn't come asked. to join us on the uh, the Yanks broadcast. Didn't it was fun. I've done plenty of Yankee games. You have. Not like this. One day, you got to do it. And Ken Rosenthal's Fair Territory is up on our YouTube channel. The podcast is live on Apple or Spotify at the moment as well. Talks about the state of the San Francisco Giants. He leads off the same way we did on the Pittsburgh Pirates. I haven't heard it yet. I'm about to right after this, so we'll see if he is more into the Pirates beginning to the season than we are. Does his dork of the week, which actually is already a two-time winner, even though we're only a month, less than a month into the season. So a lot to look forward to there. Our guy, Ken, I'm assuming he's going to be on with us tomorrow. And did you have something for us? I did. You got to see this. They need to make a movie about this. Hopefully, Claudia can run this. Jonesy, I hope you haven't seen this yet, but Claudia, can we run this thing I found on Twitter today? Or Instagram? Sorry. The greatest fraud in the history of sports. Remember when Warriors fans <laughs> believed this dude was Clay Thompson despite him chucking beers pregame in the parking lot? That was pretty solid, but nowhere close to the skill level of Barry Bremen. Barry was working as a salesman when his hometown Pistons hosted the All-Star Game. His friends offered him 300 bucks if he could sneak onto the court for warm-ups. Barry promptly threw on a Kansas City Kings uniform and started taking layups. Even though he was quickly escorted off, Barry's life changed. He got such a rush that he made it an objective to take his sneakery to higher levels. He found a hookup for fake media credentials and used them to gain locker room access. He would change from his reporter clothes into his jersey, and then it was showtime. Barry shagged fly balls in the MLB All-Star Game, and a few years later, he played around at the U.S. Open. He posed as an umpire in the World Series, a line judge in the Super Bowl, and even a Cowboys cheerleader. Known as the Great Imposter, his mini-celeb status landed an appearance in The Lake Show and Tonight Show. Perhaps what's most incredible is Barry's reputation. Anyone who dares to do this even once today is never praised like Barry. They're banned for life. <laughs> and arrested because it's a security issue. Those were <laughs> those were different. Dude, he times. got to the All Star game, NBA All Star game, did layups, shagged in the MLB All Star game, was a line judge in the Super Bowl, and was an umpire at the World Series at the whole play meeting. He's standing there like, "Hey guys, how we doing? Let's exchange lineup cards." How does that happen? It's so awesome. They need to make a movie. It's like Catch Me If You Can, that movie with yes, Leonardo. Ca- it's a great that's movie. A, that's like the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Jonesy, can you imagine? I don't know how he he got into the rooms because as an umpire, you know who's next to you. Like, these are your guys who... Yeah. Like, I know you. I talk to you. Yeah. I don't... (laughs) It needs to be a make... That's a movie. That's 100% a movie. Jonesy, think you're at an all-star game and there's a random dude out there shagging with you. You wouldn't think yeah, it because like, at the All Star game, there's random people out in the outfield, like sponsor, hey, like here, kids, and there's just there. a bunch of people. Yeah, running but kids around. are different from a, a grown a, man in a uniform, a full grown adult. Balls. Yeah, I, I'd be, I'd question, I'd be like, <laughs> uh, who the <laughs> hell are you? It's a different time, though. I, granted, it was like in the '70s when right. things were a lot right. looser. I mean, oh, I always remember uh, Hank Aaron and the two dudes that were following him on the home run ball. Yeah, nowadays, they had scopes on their asses too. Yeah, nowadays those two guys would be dead. <laughs> Chris Cham- remember Chris Chambliss? Was it eighty? Uh, Chris Chambliss hit the home run in the in the uh, I think it was the a- ALCS to win it and go put him in the World Series Yankees, and he's running around the bases and there's like ten thousand people on the field. I remember he was our AAA hitting coach with the White Sox, and I asked him about it. And he said he hit home plate and he just started throwing elbows. At oh my god! If you watch the video, you just see him. 
trucking dudes <laughs> to get to the clubhouse. They had to lock the clubhouse door because people were trying to break down the door. And that's why we don't have that dude sneaking into things anymore because you'd be dead or you'd be in prison. Hey, Tuesday's FT Live, <laughs> Lance Lynn, Jose Trevino from the Yanks. Rosenthal is back with us. Locaine is back with us. We'll announce the giveaway winners. Check that out for BetMGM if you like betting for free. Um, the giveaway, if you win, you can get after it there. Jonesy, have a good week out there. Enjoy your, uh, well, it's past siesta. Enjoy whatever you guys do in bar set like 8 p.m. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Wait, no, here's it's dinner. <laughs> Hey, BetMGM is running an MLB Bet $10, get $100 instantly promo when you use the bonus code SPICYMLB. You can get this offer in four easy steps. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame Moneyline wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price. Then you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you will receive $200 in bonus bets. Just remember to use the bonus code SPICYMLB. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING.